I will be praying that whoever hears this, that God will soften your heart to find His love for you. Hello, I am Annette Renee. Have you been through trauma in your life? Have you been healing and ready to move on now? Are you wanting to go from trauma to adventure and go with confidence? This is for you. This show is called Survivors Traveling Lightly. Hello, welcome to Survivors Traveling Lightly. I am so thankful that you are here today, friends. We are diving into forgiveness today and next week. I am so thankful that you are here, that you are listening, and you are wanting to learn more about God and Jesus. We are going to talk about forgiveness today. We're going to start with talking about God and Jesus and how much they love us. To begin with, let's start with a prayer. Lord Jesus, I come to you thankful that you love us so much. Thankful that you are willing to come down to earth and be with us. Thankful that you are willing to die on the cross for us. That you gave up your entire self so that we can be with you in heaven. Lord, I pray for each person who's listening to this whenever they're listening to it. That you will touch their heart in the way that they need at that moment in time. That whatever I say will honor and glorify you and bring them closer to you, please, Lord. I ask for your strength and your words to flow out of my mouth to honor and glorify you. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen. The first thing we're going to talk about is that you are loved and cherished. I know sometimes the concept of God and God loving us is a really hard concept to grasp and understand. I understand that that can be so huge and magnificent and large that it's hard to narrow it down to just seeing God on our level. We talked about this um, in church on Sunday, about how much Jesus loves us and how much God loves us. Even to begin with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's Genesis 1.1. In the very beginning, there was just Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit. They were in communion. They were there. They didn't need anything else. But God was willing to create us, willing to make us in his image. And he chose to make humans and made Adam and Eve. God walked in the garden with them. So he was in communion with them. He was there. He was with them. In the cool of the day, they'd go out and stroll over the garden, just like walking down the street with a friend, going out to have a walk. He was there with them, wanting to communicate with them, wanting to talk to them, wanting to be with them. But because of sin, that got messed up, and then they were separated from God. Further on in Genesis, there were a couple other people who specifically had good relationships with God also. There was Enoch. And Enoch, it said that he walked so closely with God And him and God were such good friends that God decided he didn't want to leave him there on earth. He one day decided to take him up to heaven with him. He didn't even die. He didn't have to go through death. And that's in Genesis 5, verses 21 through 24. And I'm not going to read all of it, but it does say, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. We know that God just decided to take Enoch up into heaven to live with him there. After that, we do have Noah. Noah is also mentioned there in chapter 5. But it really doesn't start talking about Noah and the flood until chapter 6, 1 through 5, talks about how the corruption has gotten worse in the earth and God had decided to go ahead and do away with it. God saw the corruption and wickedness of man. The Lord saw the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continuously. God regretted even making mankind on the earth. But he says later on in 7, I will not blot out man who I have created from the earth. 
and then it says, Noah found favor in God's eyes. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation, and Noah walked with God. It goes on from there to talk about how Noah was asked to build the ark, and he did. He had to do that with faith. He was asked to do that when there hadn't even been rain on the earth. He was asked to do that with the ridicule of man around him. He was asked to trust that God would bring all the animals that were needed onto the ark and then go into the ark and shut the door before the rain or as the rain started and trust that they would be safe. God loved Noah enough and wanted mankind to go on that he made a place for the humans to go and the animals to go so the earth would continue. Abraham was called out from his own homeland and he had faith in God and went down to Canaan because God loved him. God wanted to call Abraham as his own nation. We see throughout the Bible, there are times different people walked with God and were close to God. And there are times once Israel was warned that they totally turned against God. Some other verses that we know that are in the New Testament that we can look at that show God's love for us. We have Romans eight thirty-seven through 39. Know in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels or demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither the height, or the depth, or anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Also in Romans, in Romans 5, 8, it says, But God demonstrated his love in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Ephesians 2, 4-5 through 5 says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. There's John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. For whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3, 1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we would be called the children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us in that it does not know him. We also have knowledge that Jesus loved us. Jesus was willing to come down to earth and die for us. He was willing to leave heaven. He was willing to leave where he was in complete communication with the Holy Spirit and God. And he was willing to come down to earth to save us from our sins. He wanted to be here on earth with us to get to know us, to know the life that we lived. There are many stories of him healing different people. There are stories of how he helped other people. In Philippians 2, 5, and 8, it says, Have this mind that is among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man, a baby, and being found in the human form, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. So God loved us so much that he sent Jesus down to earth as a sacrifice to be with us and to change how life had been lived at that point. They had to go specifically to Israel to pray. They had to go there to sacrifice their animals. It was a long trek for a lot of them, for them to walk all the way over there. 
So when Jesus came down, not only did he share the gospel to the Samaritans, he came and he healed people. He made it so that everyone does not have to go to Israel anymore. He did away with sacrifices. He changed the way the church related to him. And he made it so that we as individual people could communicate with him and did not have to go through our priest, that we could talk to him on our own and that we could be forgiven because he already paid the sacrifice with his blood. We didn't have to go and kill a lamb over and over throughout the year or throughout the years. We were able to be forgiven with him dying on the cross. And he suffered. It was not an easy death. It was hard. He struggled with it too. I mean, he had some moments when he asked that, you know, if this could not happen to me, would you please take the cup from me? Jesus had been in ministry and was working with the disciples and his ministry was growing. But because he healed people on the Sabbath, And because he said he was the son of God, claiming to be God, they were irate with him and thought he was blaspheming. And so they were going to kill him. The night before he was arrested for them to kill him, it says in the Bible in Matthew 26, 39 and 42, and going a little further, Jesus fell on his face and prayed, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will but as you will. Then he went back and he talked to his disciples again. It says again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, my father, if this cannot pass until I drink it, your will be done. He was not looking forward to suffering for us. He was willing to do it for us. But imagine the pain that he had to go through. He also went through most of his people leaving him and not being there for him. John and the women were at the cross, but all the other 11 disciples had disappeared. But he also knew, besides the physical pain that he would have to go through, he would be taking all the sin of every person on the earth onto himself. He would be taking on the sins up to that time and even the future sins, our own sins and anyone who is to come after us onto himself. If you know the weight of your sins and how you feel when you get them put on you, when you realize you've done something wrong, the guilt and pain that you go through when you realize you've hurt somebody or you've done something that you shouldn't have done, imagine that multiplied by millions and millions. And there's already millions of people on the earth. And that's just now. Jesus took all those sins on himself so that he could pay the price We would no longer be held accountable for our sins if we believed in him. When he took all those sins on himself, he was separated from God. God could not look at all that sin on him. God couldn't look at all that sin on us if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. And he knew that was going to happen mentally, I'm sure. But just the devastation of it, when it happened, I'm sure it was hard. When you feel that you're struggling with something and you don't feel like you know God is there or know Jesus is there, then that's hard. And that's only your lifetime of sin. That's not everybody's lifetime of sin. And Jesus took that on. He didn't give up. He stayed on the cross and shed his blood for our sin. And when he did so, he broke that barrier, that hold that sin has on us. In Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So if we believe in Christ Jesus, then our sin has been washed away. Actually, when Jesus looks at us, he sees, he sees me. He does see me. But where my sins were, he sees the purity of Christ Jesus. When we accept Jesus Christ, we are taken from being the sinful person on earth 
and we are looked at as clean and as pure as Christ Jesus. We are looked at and treated as holy as Jesus is. That's how we become God's children. And he adores us and loves us as much as he adores and loves Jesus. Not to make us cocky, to think we're loved as much as Jesus, but but he loves us that much and he cares for us that much. But God shows his love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have been justified by his blood, that's what I was talking about, we're made holy. When God looks at us, he sees Jesus's holiness on us and that's justification. We have been made holy by his blood. Much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For in while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by Jesus's life. And altogether, that was Romans 8 through 10. And then if we look at Romans 5, 12, it says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, Adam and Eve, so death spread to all man because all have sinned. So because all have sinned, we needed Jesus to come down to take all of our sins on him. And he did that willingly. Yes, there's a time, a moment he was struggling with what he knew he had to do. It just shows that Jesus understands our struggles. When we struggle, Jesus understands what we have gone through. He was able to not follow that temptation. He was able to do what God wanted him to do. And that's where we can call on Jesus's strength. We can call on the power of the Holy Spirit and rely on their strength to help us to do the right thing when we are tempted, when we are wanting to sin, when we are wanting to do something wrong. And that kind of goes into my next thing is that we are forgiven. Just as God loved humans when he made them, and he really loved the ones who were willing to be with him and talk to him and get to know him in the early times. Once Jesus died on the cross, he opened that up for all of us to accept Jesus Christ to be his children. To do that, we have to be forgiven. We have to choose to be forgiven. We have to accept Jesus as our Savior, and we have to realize that our sins do not keep us from Jesus or God. Jesus and God are so mighty, much larger than our lives, that they can forgive every sin. As bad as you think your sin or your sins may be, God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit were there when the earth was created. They can create the earth. They can forgive you of your sins. It's that amazing, that dynamic. He is able and willing to forgive us all of our sin. All we have to do is ask and have faith that he does it. Let me just go through what they call the Roman road. It's just some verses, some of them I've already said, but I'll go through them again to talk about it. In Romans 3, 10 through 12, and then 23, it says, As scripture says, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good, not one single one. For all have sinned, and we all have fall short of the glory of God. Everyone sinned. As soon as a baby's born, it's me, 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 me. He wants his needs met immediately, and that's understandable. He can't meet them. All of us at one time have been greedy and wanted our stuff first. We've been jealous. We've been wanting to do what we want when we want. So each one of us has done something wrong and sinned. 
The next thing is the price of sin was paid for. It's talked about in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Jesus came down to earth and became a baby. He willingly came down and he lived a life. He lived a life here on earth. He didn't sin. He knew that he was going to pay for our sin. He was pure and holy and righteous. And because he was able to make it without sinning, we're able to be forgiven of our sins. Romans 10, 9 through 10 and 13 says we receive our salvation and eternal life through faith in Christ Jesus. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. For everyone who calls on the name of Jesus is saved. For us to receive salvation from Jesus, we do not have to go on this big epic quest like the knights had to do. All we have to do is believe that Jesus is Lord. And that might not be easy. I'm not saying it's an easy thing. But look into it. Read your Bible. Ask God to help you grow in your faith. If you have the tiniest amount of faith, just ask God to help your unbelief. The Bible even says that. There's a Bible story where Jesus asks a man if he believed that Jesus could heal. He goes, just have faith and that person will be healed. And the man says, I do have faith, but help my unbelief. So he had faith, but he didn't have a lot. So he wanted him to help him to get more faith. And Jesus went on and still saved that person's life. We can have faith in Jesus Christ by just looking at all he has done. There are accounts that back up what it says in the Bible. It's not just this storybook that is not connected to our history. It is connected. There's proof that people who are in the Bible were alive at certain times and certain things that were happening in the Bible happened at those times. So it is connected to history. There is proof that those things were going on. Look into it. There is a book that's out there, and I will have to find it, that a man was questioning all the ideas about Jesus, whether Jesus was real or not. He actually started doing research about everything that the Bible says and trying to disprove it. And from him going through and doing all the research, he found that Jesus was real. The Bible is backed up by fact, and he believed in God and Jesus and became a Christian. I will find the name, and I'll add it to the bottom. Okay, Romans 5, 1 says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Since Jesus Christ was willing to die on the cross for us, when we have faith in him, his holiness shines through us. Our sins are forgiven and we are made clean. God wants to have a relationship with each one of us. God wants us to know him and not just as a, ooh, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. He wants to know us in a personal relationship with him. And if you've listened to all the other podcasts, you've heard about some steps that you can take that will help you be closer to God and Jesus, what the Holy Spirit will help guide you. To be able to have a close relationship with them, you do have to believe that Jesus wants to save you of your sins and that he can save you of your sins. And then you just have to ask. The prayer does not have to be elaborate. You talking to God does not have to be elaborate to be saved. Even just praying to him anytime doesn't have to be elaborate. If you are interested in following Jesus and being saved from your sin, not having that sin define who you are anymore, 
Yes, you're still going to sin. You don't have a free right to just sin. You need to try not to, and you need to ask for help from God and Jesus to help you not to sin. If you want to start that personal relationship with God and Jesus, then just pray with me a simple little prayer. And it doesn't have to be these exact words. Honestly, it can just be from your heart. I'll say the prayer and then I'll give you some other examples. So just pray with me if you want to right now. Dear Lord, thank you, Jesus, for coming down to earth, being willing to die on the cross for me. Please forgive me of the sins that I have done. Please help me to find peace and guide me in a relationship with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have made that commitment, I would love to hear from you currently on Instagram or Facebook. I would love to help you if you need help. But the best thing that's going to help you is finding other people around you who are Christians. The best thing is going to be find a local church. Find a church that you can go to to find friends that you can be with. Get to know people around you and start having relationships with them and hanging out with them. The prayer does not have to be that specific. It can just be, God, I know I've sinned. I know you want to save me and I ask for you to save me. So just let God guide you in this. If you don't believe right now, have God guide you in what you need to do to learn more. Or go to a local church and start finding out who God in Christ is. There are many churches around in the United States. I don't know where everyone's listening from. I will be praying that whoever hears this, that God will soften your heart to find his love for you. This last Sunday in church, we sang a song after the sermon, and it was The Love of Christ. It is a really neat song. I'm not going to read all of it. I am going to just read the course, and I will put a link for Spotify. It says, How deep is the love of Christ, the width of two arms outstretched on a tree, the length of the road to Calvary, the height of the crown on the cruel cross, the depth of the pain is the cost, all for you, all for me, all for the love did he bleed. All to set us free. My prayer for you is that you would know how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love. So have a blessed and beautiful day. And keep coming back so that we can grow closer to God, have more adventures, and just do life a little bit together. Have a blessed and beautiful day. Please subscribe if you have not already so that you will know when our next podcast comes out. Also, if you would please give us a five-star review that would help other people to get to see the podcast. Please also share it with your friends. Thank you for listening to Survivors Traveling Lightly.